So we are talking about the importance of having our spiritual eyes open in order for us to enter into the fullness of God. And God has uh, uh, released His truth, His truth to the church, to us. And, and the two very foundational truths that we must know is the sovereignty of God and then the grace of God. So uh, uh, we are into talking about the grace of God. And I, I want to spend probably the next two weeks or maybe more, depends on how the Lord leads, to talk about the grace of God. Because when I begin to talk about, about the grace of God this time, I felt that uh, there's something that God wants us to know that we probably have neglected in time past. I have not heard people talking about falling from the grace of God except referring to those who have gone away from the law, lose their salvation, that kind of falling away from the grace of God. But this time, as we talk about falling from the grace of God, we begin to understand that everything is by the grace of God. Everything that we have, everything that we do is by the grace of God. But some of us have fallen from the grace of God, not because we lose our salvation, but we've gone back to legalism. We've gone back to depends on ourselves, depends on our ability, to, depends on our own achievement to be who we are. That's falling from the grace of God. And that's why a lot of us, we say, oh, we cannot do it. God, you're saying this, but we cannot do it. We are too weak. We don't have the supply and the resources and so on. Why? Because we're looking at ourselves instead of looking to the grace of God. We're depending on our ability instead of depending on the grace of God. That's falling from the grace of God. That's falling from the grace of God. I felt this is something that God, that, that is so powerful, that's so, uh, that's such a revelation that uh, I haven't heard anybody talks about that really using this term. So I feel that God wants to, want us to know more about His grace because it's, everything depends on His grace. I want to share with you a verse to start with. Uh, uh, this is just a little bit of an introduction. Romans 4.13 It was not through law that Abraham and his offspring received the promise that he would be heir of the world, but through the righteousness that comes by faith. Okay, righteousness that comes by faith. That's salvation. Right? So we all know that. We all know that Abraham is, is, is the father of faith. We are the children of Abraham because we believe. But what was the promise that God gave to Abraham? What was the promise? We thought that salvation, right? Because salvation is by faith. You know? Uh, through the grace of God. But here it tells us that the promise that God gave to Abraham is that we are to be heir of the world. We are to inherit the kingdom. We are to inherit this world. 
to rule and reign with Jesus on earth. That was a promise that God gave to Abraham. And that's why God said, Abraham, through you, the nations will be blessed. So salvation is just an entrance point. And we need faith, we need the grace of God to move into the fullness of God and to inherit the earth. So we live by faith in God's grace to inherit the earth. That's what God has given to Abraham, our forefather. That's the promise. And that's for you and I who believe in Jesus. So we really need a fuller understanding of the grace of God instead of just restricting the grace of God to salvation, safe from hell, you know, going to heaven. We need to understand the grace of God is given for us. The Word of God tells us the riches of the, of the, of the uh, uh, glorious grace of God, right, that, that has given to us for us to inherit uh, uh, the kingdom. So this, when, when the Word of God talks about salvation, it's not restricted to salvation of the soul because salvation always comes with power and authority and His kingdom. That's salvation. And we have to break our mindset when we talk about salvation. You know, we're not just talking about our souls get saved. We're talking about a kingdom. We're talking about power, authority of God. That's salvation. And the fruit of this is we inherit the world. Okay, so grace, we need to know the grace of God. Grace work with truth. You know, it's true. Hearing the word of God is true. Knowing what God is saying, we enter into His grace. So grace always works together with truth. The reason why we only have a taste of a limited grace is because of the limited truth that we know. We thought, oh, grace is talking about salvation. Okay, so therefore, our experience of the grace of God is restricted because of our understanding. So grace and truth, they work together. The more truth that we know, the more grace we're going to receive. So let's look at this verse in John 1, verse 17. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So we knew the Old Testament talked about the law, you know, that came through Moses. The New Testament talked about grace, but that's what we we, we say. But the New Testament talks about grace and truth. When Jesus came, He brought grace and truth because these two works together. You know, if you don't have truth, you, you can't enter into that grace. Colossians 1, verse 6. All over the world, this gospel is bearing fruit, growing, just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and understood God's grace in all its truth. You understand God's grace in all its truth. There is a depth. There is a lot of uh, knowledge about grace that we have yet to understand and we need to understand that. And the more we understood about the grace of God, the more fruits we can bear. 
because of the grace of God, because everything happened because of the grace of God. That's why this topic about the grace of God, we really need to know. We need to know deeper, broader, what all this truth about the grace of God is about. First Peter, uh, uh, 1 Peter 1, 2, Grace and peace be yours in abundance to the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Okay, so again, the Word of God is telling us, you know, you enter into the grace of God because of your knowledge of God and because, uh, uh, because of Jesus, right? Your knowledge of Jesus. So, grace and truth, they come together. And unless we, we know, we will not be able to experience the grace. Grace is everything. It is by grace we are what we are. It's by grace you are what you are today. Okay, so we already know by the grace of God, God has called us and we are all sons and daughters of the living God. You know, we are joint heir with Jesus to inherit the inheritance that, that, that we know. We are who we are by the grace of God. But Paul is saying we are what we are by the grace of God. That's, that's something deeper, okay, than just knowing who you are. Now, who you are become a reality in your life as you walk in the grace of God. Okay? We know who we are by faith. We continue to walk by faith so that we become who we are. We become what we are by the grace of God. Okay, Paul in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 10, he said, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And His grace to me was not without effect. No, I work harder than all of them, yet not I but the grace of God that was with me. So every Christian, actually, we know who we are because the moment we accept Jesus, everybody would tell us, now you are a child of God. We know that. But the problem is, if we just restricted the grace to salvation grace, meaning saving your soul, we don't understand that grace is for us to walk and to live, to become what we are, what God said about who we are, then we, we live below uh, 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 the grace of God, okay? The grace that is given to us. Uh, and, or we nullify the grace of God. These terms, you read it in the Bible, but we don't associate it in this manner, right? But we nullify the grace of God. There's so much grace that God has given to us the moment we become a Christian, a child of God. And this grace is given so that we can become what we are, a child of God. But if we don't understand that grace, we narrowly file that grace. Some of us, we are what we are. Not very desirable. Because we narrowly file the grace of God. If we have taken the grace of God and begins to allow the grace to take effect in our life and work through it, well, we would be a different person. But now we are what we are because we did not understand 
the grace that is given. And so we've always lived below what God's grace can do for us. I hope you understand what, what I'm trying to say. Right? Because we look at this one. Well, he's a Christian. Right? Why is he like that? Why? Is, why, is, why? Not because he's not. He is. But he's not entered into the grace that God has given. If he has entered into the grace that God has given, he will become an angel. If there's one. Okay? He'll become a different person because of the grace of God. So Paul said, I am what I am because of the grace of God. Also, the apostle Paul, he was very legalistic, self-righteous, proud, and, and he got blood in his hands. That was him. He will do what it takes if he believes it's true. You know, except he doesn't know what is the truth. That was the Apostle Paul. But today, the Apostle Paul become a servant, become a slave to serve the church, giving out all his rights, giving up all his reputation, his achievement, and say, you know, he said, I consider all these things, but then he gave out all these things. To serve the church. Pour his life. Instead of healing, he's bringing healing, he's bringing restoration, he's bringing love into families, into people's life. And Paul said, I am what I am today because of the grace of God. Not because he has tried to change his life, not because he, you know, uh, but, but because of the revelation that comes into his life. So we need the grace of God to become what God said we are. Okay? He said we are a child of God, and we, by the grace of God, depending on the grace of God, we want to live out to become who we are, what we are, child of God. And because it's by grace, that's why it's possible for every one of us to become what we are in Christ Jesus. It doesn't depend on you, your ability, your strong will, your weak will, whatever. It doesn't depend on you. It depends on the grace of God. That's why every one of us, we can become what God said we are. When we talk about the grace of God, the other misconception that we have is, oh, it's by the grace of God. God will do it. It's the grace of God. God do it. After all, it's not by work. It's not me. But that's not true. That's not what it means. We have to take responsibility how we appropriate that grace, how we work with that grace to make it a reality in our lives. So when we say about grace of God, it doesn't mean that oh, everything is done by God. You know, salvation, grace, my Jesus has died on the cross, it's finished, so I do nothing. You know, it's grace of God. No. Now that I believe this is what God says, this is a grace of God, I, by the grace of God, want to bring it into reality. And I'm responsible. Or else I will nullify the grace of God. Or else I will be 
fallen from the grace of God. So I have to take responsibility. I have to work. Not work for my salvation, but I have to uh, work uh, through my salvation with fear and trembling. Okay, so that what God says become a reality and, and because I believe and I will work towards that. So the verse that we read just now in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 10, he said, no, uh, 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 let's read that again. By the grace of God, I am what I am. And His grace to me was not without effect. No, I work harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. So when we truly receive the grace of God and walk in the grace of God, there is an effect. There's an impact upon our life. And one of the things is when we believe in the grace of God, we will work harder. We will work harder. Like Paul. Not striving. Not by our own strength. That's why he said, yet not I. I work harder than the rest of the apostles, yet not I. It's the grace of God. Okay, so we are not working in order to prove who we are. We know who we are already in Christ Jesus. New creation, whatever God says about us. We know who we are already. Now, because we believe in the grace of God, we want to work that out in reality by the grace of God. And so, this process, we've got to work very hard. Not striving, but by His grace. We take responsibility and we become, we become who, what we are by the grace of God. Striving meaning, I'm not sure whether I'm a child of God. You know, I strive, I prove, I've changed. You see, now I'm better. You know, I think I'm a child of God. That's striving. Paul knew whatever God said about him is true. He believed that. And now, by the grace of God, he works hard to become what God has said about him because he believed it's true. And that's why he worked hard. If you don't believe it, some people don't believe we are true sons of God. That's why they just say about it, talk about it. But they don't work hard to demonstrate the power and authority and the glory and the love and the grace that comes with the Son of God. They don't work hard for that. Right? But we do it, yet not I. It's the grace of God. We look to the grace of God. So there is a responsibility when we understand the grace of God that is in our life. That grace has to take effect. There has to be a demonstration of that grace in our life. There got to be fruits. The more grace, the more fruits that we can see from our life. And then the gifts that God has given by His grace also determines who we are. Okay, the gifts that God has given determines or define who we are and what we are. Romans twelve verse six. 
we have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. So grace is given. One of the uh, expression of God's grace in our life is the gift that He has placed in our life. That's His grace. He's given it to us. He's given it to you. So every one of us are called because we are all given gifts. Every unbeliever are also called because God has placed His gifts into them except they don't know Him. They could use that gift, abuse that gift, abuse His grace, but it's still His gift. They are called. Everyone who enter into this world are called by God for a purpose. According to grace given, according to gift that He has given to us. So we do not compare ourselves with others. Some people, they like to compare, they like to compete, and they like to slander others to to put people down so that to, to pop themselves up. But when you understand the grace of God, you don't do that kind of things because you know everything is because of the grace of God. And God has given different graces to different ones. The good news is you don't have to be a perfect, complete person. But the important thing is you've got to stay in the body of Christ because that's when you are completed. By yourself, you're given certain gifts, you're not given that gift. But together, we complement, work together, we become complete. And that's why it's so important, if we understand the grace of God, we will stay together. We will, we will com be committed to the church of Jesus Christ. We'll be committed to the body of Christ. Because we understand grace. I understand that I only have limited grace. As a person, that's how much I can contain. But I don't have to be complete. You know, years ago when I don't understand, some people will always come. You know, as some, well, one particular preacher will always come and tell me, you don't smile enough. Oh, that's me. You've got to work on that. You've got to work on that. I'm 90% better than him in many other areas except smile. He is a natural go happy, <laughs> that kind of. But why can't you see the grace that's in my life? What God has done. You are my smile. You make me complete. Instead of trying to challenge me, compete with me, trying to put me down. You complete me in God. So that's why every one of us is so important. Because God has given you grace that He has not given to me. He has given others other graces. Together we become one. Together we are complete in Christ. So it's alright. You can preach the way I preach. Because God has given me this grace. But God has given you other things to make me complete. So that's why we're important. Every one of us is important. Every one of us are not to abuse the grace of God in our life. But grace, 
works in proportion with faith. Grace works in proportion with faith. Okay, so faith is parallel to truth, but faith is also parallel to, to faith. Uh, uh, grace is also parallel to faith. And it works proportion with our faith. You are given the grace of God. If you do not go and develop that grace, you do not work hard like Paul, you will still function in that grace, but in a limited measure. Some of you, you are gifted to preach the gospel, but you only bring one person to know Jesus one, uh, in a year or in five years' time, a period of time. But you are gifted. But because you did not work hard in that grace, you only function in a limited grace that you were given. Limited effectiveness, limited fruits that you bear. But if you work hard because you have that grace, wow, you could bring 10 people, 20 people to come to know the Lord in one year. You understand what I'm trying to say? That's how powerful, that's how, how important we need to understand about grace. So that's why it says here, if a man has a gift of prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. He has a gift of prophesying. But if he has functioned and worked hard to develop this gifting, his prophecy can be to the nations. Right? Can be to the church. But because he didn't, didn't really work hard in that grace, he just prophesied to one or two people. And his prophecy may not be even sharp. It's a general. But he has worked at it. Right? Because he knows he's the grace of God. And then, his faith level begins to rise. And then he'll be able to prophesy to the larger body or even to the world. Okay, so it's in proportion to our faith. But don't Use it if you don't have the faith. You know, you don't have the faith. Even though you may have the grace, but you have not developed it. So there's an inconsistency there and, and you have to be careful about that. There was a man in the Bible, Stephen. He has a gift of evangelism. And he grew in this gift. He grow in the grace of God so that he become mighty, powerful servant of God because he grow in, in the grace of God. Let's look at Acts 6 verse 8. Now Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, did great wonders and miraculous signs among the people. So he was full of God's grace. He has a grace for evangelism, you know, and, and, and probably give a faith. But because he's full of God's grace, he's able to function at the optimum. Effective, powerful. But if Stephen didn't develop this grace or this gift in his life, well, he may heal one or two people, 
He still preached the gospel. He still loved to do it. You see, a lot of us in church, that's, that's where we are. We have certain gifts, but we are just using it in a very, very limited way because we didn't work at it. We are not full of God's grace in that area. And that's what we need to know when we understand the grace of God. That's what we need to move into, full of God's grace in whatever your gifting is. Evangelism, education, business, whatever. You know, full of God's grace and function at your optimum. So grace and truth work together. Grace more truth with more grace, right? And grace and faith work together, more faith, more demonstration of the power, you know, that will, that will come. So Jesus called us and He apportioned the gifts to us by His grace according to His will. Ephesians 4 verse 7 but to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he led captives in his train and gave gifts to men. And then another verse, this is talk, uh, the verse that we read, talk about grace. God has given each one, each one, grace. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 10. By the grace God has given me, I lay a foundation as an expert builder, and someone else is building on it, but each one should be careful how he builds. So Paul knew the grace that is given to him, and he functioned in that grace. We function in the grace that is given to us. So Paul says, I'm the apostle. I lay the foundation. I lay a very good foundation. And after that, he moves on. Other people will come and begin to build on it because they have the grace, pastoral grace, to build on the foundation that has been laid. But every one of us, we are to care, be careful with what we do, with the gifts, the grace that God has given to us. So this morning, are we careful about the grace that is given to us, the gifts that is given to us. Are we using it? Are we functioning in that grace that God has given to us? I know some of you will be asking, well, I don't know my gift. I don't know my grace, the grace that is given to me. Stephen, he started his ministry Officially recognized by people only as a, a server distributing food. Okay, but he was full of the Spirit. He was full of wisdom. He started like that, serving in a serving food. And see how he ended up being the great evangelist performing miracles. So we have to start using whatever ability that we have to start serving the Lord. And when we serve the Lord faithfully, you see, we will develop the different gifting, the different graces that's given to us. Eventually, we will enter into who we are. Okay? 
as Paul says, I am what I am by the grace of God. Because when you are able to be faithful in the little thing, you'll be promoted, you'll be given the greater thing. If you are not faithful in the little thing, you just expect people to appoint you, and, you know, as leaders, as function in certain areas, you can forget it. This is not how the kingdom works. Okay, you've got to be faithful in the little thing. And then you move on. And, and God begins to, to lead you on. And eventually, you function in the optimum of the grace that, that, that you are given. So faith, a grace works with faith. But faith without work is dead. And that's why there is a demonstration of that grace. There is a, you know, a, a working out of that grace in your life. So you have to use whatever ability that you have. Whatever you can do, just keep doing. God will eventually direct you and shift you to function at the optimum of your gifting and of your grace. Because the journey is important. Okay? With God, the journey is always important for us to become what we are. So, this morning, I'm going to stop here. So, for the next, I don't know how many weeks, we're going to talk about grace. It's so important that we know. We know deeper about the grace of God, about the grace that is given to us so that we know how to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Okay, what God has assigned to us, what God has called us in, His grace is there. His grace is there. We can do it because of His grace. And now we have to believe, we have to apply faith to it, we have to work at it because we believe. If we don't believe, we will not work at it. Can we stand at this time and we're going to pray?